We present Come Uppance by John Nevinson, read by Jim Newbury. My father led us along the row of occupied seats. We saw the three empty ones and knew that they were ours. There was a buzz of excitement from the chattering audience, anticipating the start of the concert in ten minutes. Dad had treated my wife Valerie and me to the tickets as a Christmas present, and now, three months later, pleasantly mellow after an Italian meal, we would indulge ourselves in a little nostalgia. It was a different sort of memory for Dad. I had heard the wonderful 60s music all my life, as had Valerie with her parents, but my father had actually seen the original Beatles in concert as a 20-year-old. Seen them, he would laugh, but never heard them. Felt Paul's bass guitar go through me, but I was as deaf as a post for two days after with all that screaming. At least with the bootleg Beatles, internationally well known for their accurate and lively tribute act, Dad would get to hear them as well. As we settled down, the house lights dimmed and brilliant searchlights flashed across an audience starting to cheer as a wave of happy anticipation swept over it. Along the row in front, people stood as a beefy, t-shirted man with a straggly, grey ponytail pushed a blonde girl ahead of him to two empty seats in front of us. And they were still arranging themselves when a voice called out, Ladies and gentlemen, the bootleg Beatles! With a roll of drums, the group crashed straight into She Loves You. And apart from the accurate sound, the tribute band uncannily captured the look of the Beatles. John's macho stance, Paul's nervy hopping about, George's dreamlike in-and-out positioning, and Ringo's frenetic head nodding. I looked at Dad, his face shining with pleasure. Grey Ponytail was bellowing down his woman's ear, and she was nodding her head vigorously to the beat. Before the second song, From Me To You, the voice of Grey Ponytail could be heard loud and clear, and before the third song. A woman in front of them turned to glare at them, but the latecomers were oblivious to anyone. The stentorian voice bellowed at the blonde right through the early set of mop-top songs. People along the row caught our eyes and nodded in sympathy to us, thanking their lucky stars that they didn't have the boorish couple in front of them. As the second set began, with the group now resplendent in colourful Sergeant Pepper costumes and a mini-orchestra behind them, the inconsiderate talking continued. It was after Grey Ponytail ruined George's delicate While My Guitar Gently Weeps that I saw my father lean forward and say, Shh! The woman turned and mouthed an obscenity at him, then turned to tell her partner, who fixed a baleful eye on my father. The joyousness of the evening had evaporated for all those near the couple, who, as the interval began, hot-footed it to the bar and returned with two dripping pints of beer. We were talking happily about the concert when a rasping voice bellowed, You got anything to say, Grandad? You say it to me, not my girl. We saw Grey Ponytail's bloodshot, steely eyes glaring at my father. I didn't say anything, said my father. Merely shh. I'll shh you, you old fart snarled the aggressive lout. 
Valerie nudged me, and I said, If you could just be a bit more considerate. F off, mate, I'm talking to your grandad, spat Grey Ponytail. I didn't pay 30 quid a seat to listen to you talk all evening, said Dad angrily. Now the woman chipped in. You should save up some of your pension, Grandpa. Sit in your old folks' home and listen to your Beatles CDs. No, you should stay at home and listen to yours and talk over them all evening, chipped in Valerie. You cheeky mare, yelled the woman. The audience were ready for the return of the quartet as the lights were dimming, but the adjacent fans were taken up with this growing argument. I've had enough of this, exploded Dad. Well, go home, Pops, and let the real fans have fun, growled Grey Ponytail. A real fan? Ha! laughed Dad. I really saw the Beatles, the real Beatles. Ha ha ha! Knew you were ancient, screeched the woman, convulsed with her own wit. Yes, madam, I saw them when you were probably still filling your nappies. I could see this getting rapidly nastier. I put an arm round Dad's shoulder and went to speak when Grey Ponytail stretched over his seat and repeatedly jabbed an enormous finger in my breastbone. And before you chip in, mate, he shouted, stabbing me with each word. Yes, I replied, as a giant fist hit me on the chin. And as the audience whooped the return of the bootlegs on stage... I heard Valerie scream as I fell to the floor amid strobe lights and stars. The ash blonde receptionist had met his sort many times before. What do you mean he's not here? I've told you, Mr Irving, your appointment has had to be cancelled. The stocky man thumped on the counter, making a small group of waiting patients jump in their seats. Look, woman, he snarled. I saw that x-ray lot downstairs just last Wednesday and I was told that I have to see that expert, Mr Watsit, today. Now, any fool can see, with an appointment fixed as quickly as that, it must be urgent. We tried to contact you, but as your appointment was Monday 9am, we couldn't reach you before to save you the journey in from Langley, she explained, irritated by his behaviour and not feeling as patient as she looked. So where is Mr Big then? Probably at some posh private place getting ten times the money he gets here, the man snapped. The receptionist, who had a soft spot for the surgeon, bridled. I'm sorry, Mr Irving, but your specialist is not here today for a good reason. And he won't be in here for quite a while. Quite a while? The man, thinking of the mysterious problem within him, blanched as he nervously stroked his grey ponytail. Yes, absent for a long time, I'm afraid, she said. He was out with his family at a concert last Saturday night and some ignorant yob broke his jaw for him. All stories were produced by Nigel Banks, sound engineering and editing was by Robbie Burgess. This was an old Dolly production. <laughs>